Do you remember in episode 15 when we talked about the three golden opportunities a woman gets in her life to really change her health? The first opportunity is when a girl starts her period. The second, postpartum. It does not matter how many times you are postpartum. Every time you're in the postpartum period, you have entered the second golden opportunity to hit a reset button on your health. Join us this week as we take a look at just how important the postpartum period is and how that care translates into future successes. Hi, I'm Adrian Irizarry. I'm an Eastern medicine practitioner who is passionate about women's health and helping women live their best lives. My goal is to put you in the driver's seat of your menstrual health, offering period solutions for a symptom-free life. Statements made in this program are for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitution for medical consultation or advice. We do not claim to diagnose, treat, or cure any diseases. This podcast is inclusive and welcomes all gender identities. The focus of the program is on biological function, and we will use the term women throughout, but it is referencing physiological and social challenges for biology, not identity. Come as you are. I am happy you're here and welcome all performances of identity. I hope you find something helpful in this show. Welcome back to another episode of the Reproductive Rebel Podcast. This week, we are talking about the second golden opportunity in a woman's life to change her health for the future, for future pregnancies. It's really, really powerful, all of the things that can shift if we treat the postpartum period with the reverence that it deserves. So like we said in earlier episodes, and you may want to go back a little bit and look at episode 14, episode 15, as we talk about the seven-year cycles in a woman's body. So that's going to be episode 14 in season two. In episode 15, we talk about the first golden opportunity at Menarche or Menarche. This is the second golden opportunity. So if we go back to that episode 14 framework where we're looking at all of the seven-year cycles that a woman's body goes through, the set of seven years that we're going to be focused on right here is going to be seven times three or 21 and seven times four or 28, okay? So at 21 years old, women from a Chinese medicine perspective, are seen to have reached full physical maturity and at 28, the peak of their vitality. So that peak of vitality is often where, I mean, you know, people have babies anytime in that time frame, but really when we're looking at fertility, you're in your prime for fertility in that time frame. So a lot of times If you are interested in having children, and again, a lot of people look at having children at other points in their lives for various reasons as well, but we're going to be focused on the postpartum and thinking about it kind of in this time frame, but really any of these things can be applied to whenever you are postpartum. But postpartum is a really important opportunity to hit a reset button on your health. So how you care for yourself or how others care for you, what you are eating, all of these things 
affect your long-term constitutional health for the remainder of your life or until your next pregnancy, whichever you choose to do. So when we're looking at postpartum considerations, one thing that I want to highlight and I think is really important is that even if you've had a miscarriage or you've had a stillbirth, and I know that this is a triggering topic for some of you listening, and I am so sincerely sorry that you are in this position and have experienced this. I too have experienced miscarriages in my life. And, you know, while the the times continue to move on, you know, that heartache still remains. It's always going to be a part of you. So I just want to hold space for any of you who are listening that may find yourselves either having had that experience or are having that experience, I'm sending you so, so much love. But when you have had a full-term pregnancy or you have had a miscarriage or a stillbirth, you are in the postpartum, okay? So when you are looking at a miscarriage or a stillbirth, the number of weeks that you were at the time that you gave birth is the number of weeks that you need to treat yourself like you are in the postpartum period. Okay. I think that is really important to mention. And it's something that gets drastically overlooked in our culture. A lot of times we have this loss and not only are there a lot of emotional scars as well as some physical ones that can go along with it, but life just kind of expects us to pick up and continue. And I will do another whole podcast on just this experience because I think it's a very important one to talk about. If you haven't listened to season one, I believe it is episode nine, where I talk about grief and pregnancy loss, that may be a good space for you to be in also. But for the sake of this conversation, we're looking at when your body is in a postpartum period. And one thing I cannot stress enough is be gentle with yourself if you have had a loss if you, you know, were eight weeks along and you had a loss, you are going to treat your body as if it is in the postpartum period, minding some of these things that we're going to outline in this episode or the eight weeks after. You're going to gently ease yourself back into life. You're gently going to ease yourself back into exercise, being mindful of what it is that you're eating. Okay. So, just know that this episode does hold some gems for you as well. But full-term postpartum, typically we're looking at the first 30 to 40 days after birth being known as the golden month. The golden month is the first of the three months immediately following birth that are referred to as the fourth trimester. So if you hear me referring to either the golden month or the fourth trimester, this is that time frame that I'm talking about. So the golden month is the first 30 to 40 days after birth. And the fourth trimester is the first three months after you give birth. All right. This time frame is critically important for your long-term health. All right. Postpartum, like I said, is the second of the three big moments in a woman's life that affects her constitutional health long term. Things to keep in mind. Warmth, rest, and easy to digest food. So something that you're going to see out there on TikTok and Instagram and other places like that is, you know, make your life easier and 
do a smoothie or whatever to try to get food in. Well, yes, it is important to eat, but making sure that what you are eating is easy to digest and it is served warm is very, very important. So if you think about the fact that it's taken you nine months to build this little miracle in your body, nine months, that takes a lot of resources. It takes a lot of energy. It takes literally the fabric of your being in order to build this little human, which is no small undertaking. And after that little person has commandeered all of the real estate in your abdomen and everything that you know, for the last probably three to four months has been dead to you if it falls on the floor, right? Like you've had your organs displaced and things have been moved around because your baby has taken up progressively more and more real estate in your belly. So when that happens, you're looking at things needing to come back into position. Well, your tummy is in a different place. You've probably had a hard time eating things because you've had a whole bunch of baby stuffed up under your ribs or feet on your bladder or what, you know, however they were positioned, but your organs get moved in order to create space for babies. So think about when you're coming back into something that feels cozy for you. You're thinking about things that are gentle and warm, right? Well, in order for your organs to go back into place, your think easy to digest. Okay, don't make your tummy work really hard for it. You've put a lot of energy into so many other aspects of building this little person. And if you're choosing to breastfeed, then, you know, that milk production process, right? So everything that you're getting needs to be super easy for your body to assimilate and start using. When you make things warm, you are adding chi or vital energy to the food, which then is given to your system. I mean, you labored with a child. Regardless of how you deliver, that takes a lot of energy. So you're coming through this big event of using a lot of energy to build this little person or little people, depending on your birthing experience. And then you have to like sustain their life outside of your body. All of these things are demanding a lot of resources still in your body, not to mention broken sleep. That's a whole other topic. But the more you can rest, the warmth of your food, keeping your body covered, making sure that what you're eating is easy to digest, it's super important in terms of being able to recover in a really meaningful way. Foods are critically important during this time frame. Okay. So, like I said, you need to add chi to the body. So, serving things warm or hot and cooked are going to be really easy in order to be able to assimilate all of these things in your system. Blood building foods. Okay. You've lost a lot of yin. Okay. Some of it's blood, some of it's fluids in your system. You've lost a lot of yin during this process. So recovering and healing after delivery is important in terms of being able to have the resources that you need in order to make breast milk should you choose to nurse your baby. So Chinese medicine sees blood as the fundamental fluid that rises to make breast milk and descends for menstruation, okay? So in order to be able to nurse, you have to have enough substance or enough yin, enough blood 
in order to be able to rise to make breast milk. All right. So foods that help during the postpartum period are going to be things like bone broth. It's going to help to build blood. It's going to help you not feel quite so thirsty. It's going to help with breast milk production. Warming foods and spices, teas, okay? So your uterus is really stretched out. If you have checked out my Instagram page at all recently, I reshared a video that was done by another brilliant practitioner who used a balloon to show how large the uterus is and how, you know, she released air in the balloon and how the uterus comes back down to a normal size. And it was a really impactful visual to show just how large your uterus is at the time of delivery to house your baby and how far it has to go in order to come back to normal. So having things like red raspberry leaf tea in your repertory is wonderful. Red raspberry leaf tea helps with uterine chi, but it also helps with uterine tone. It's going to support that process as you're making this transition. There's lots of really great postpartum tea blends out there. I always recommend that people look for one that has red raspberry leaf in it. I love ones that are some combination of nettle leaf, red raspberry leaf, and alfalfa leaf because they're really beautiful to help with healing. This is a place where pelvic steaming really shines. One of the most universal uses for pelvic steaming is for postpartum recovery. You were using a warm medium that is stimulating healing in an area that needs all kinds of warmth and you know, certain types of properties in order for healing to take place, both for the uterus to come back down into the appropriate size, coming back down into the pelvic bowl, but also, you know, anytime you're providing warmth and heat and proper circulation, you're creating the right criteria, the right parameters for healing to happen. So, Steaming is incredibly powerful and it, it helps with milk production. It helps with organs going back into place. I've had clients in my practice who have seen a very dramatic impact on their blood pressure after delivery, being able to steam in the postpartum. So, you know, heat is really important on a lot of levels. You're adding chi to the body to help with recovery. I also want to touch on lifestyle, okay? This is a topic that I could do a whole mini series on. I talk about with people all the time. This is something that if you want more hands-on experience with or guidance prior to delivery, please reach out to me. But we have this unhealthy drive in our culture that you deliver a baby, you need to be back in your pre-baby genes. Like that's not healthy. That's not, it took you nine months to build this miracle. You've got to be gentle with yourself. And a lot of times first time moms are, are very like, they're very hard on themselves because they didn't realize just how much labor and delivery was going to take out of them. And they, I hear it often, often, often with VIP clients in my practice that are like, well, geez, like I had no idea I was going to be this tired afterwards. 
I had no idea that it was going to take me this long for my body to bounce back. And it's like, yes, because we have these narratives on social media and things like this that make us believe that like you just instantly slim back down to where you were prior to having a child. And for the vast majority of us now, granted, there are some people who are gifted with amazing genetics and sure, they slide on their postpartum genes and they walk out. But for the vast majority of people, that is not the experience. And that is okay. Right? That is okay. When you're looking at your lifestyle after you have delivered a small child, like how you manage your energy affects fatigue. It affects your sleep. It affects milk production, your immune system, how well you're recovering. Your lifestyle is really important. So, If you listen to the period care episode where we were talking about keeping yourself warm, okay, so this is right around episode 17, we were talking about period care being protecting against wind. Let's think about that, but take it up a notch, okay, when you're looking at postpartum because you've put so many resources out, right? Cover your skin, protect against draft. I know that, you know, it's not uncommon for people to feel a little overheated during this time frame, but try to protect yourself from draft. And even if it's just a light sheet, cover your skin as much as possible because the heat, when people are complaining that they're hot during this time frame, it's the deficient heat. It's the fact that you've lost so many resources that literally there's not enough lubrication to keep the car from overheating. And so you're getting this deficient heat. The more we put yin or blood and other kinds of fluids back into your system, that heat level starts to come back down. So even if it's a little uncomfortable and you're feeling a little warm, protecting against draft is going to be really important. Resting. This is the hardest one. Okay, so like there's this understanding in Eastern culture and this saying that like 10 days in the bed, 10 days around the bed and 10 days not far from the bed is a good rule of thumb. Think about how many of us are rushing out to a pediatrician within three days after having a baby. Like, we shouldn't be carrying car seats. We shouldn't be rushing out to a pediatrician. Like, you know, the more that you're able to stay and rest and really allow your body to heal in a meaningful way, like, rest is the hardest one. It's it's the hardest one. And this is where you need to have a village that helps you. We're going to talk a little bit more in another episode about what that kind of help can look like. But I had a doula friend of mine um, a few years ago that had this beautiful saying that said, help is not help unless it is help. Now, you can have well-meaning family members come and go through your house, but they may not give you the kind of help that you're looking for. If you're finding yourself getting up off the couch because you need to clean your house or you need to clean the dishes in the sink or you're doing extra loads of laundry, that is not help. That's not the kind of help that you're looking for. Everybody's excited about the baby. Everybody wants to come visit. But the kind of help that you're looking for is you sitting and bonding with your baby and nursing your baby and figuring out the rhythm with your baby while somebody else cleans up your counter or makes a pot of soup for you or brings a meal in a meal train so that you don't have to get off the couch and or get out of bed 
You can just be with your baby. Your body can heal. You can bond with your baby. And these things aren't being stolen by tasks that you feel compelled to to need to accomplish, right? And it's so hard, especially today, because we have all of these Pinterest houses and Instagram reels and things like this that are showing us pictures of these like better homes and gardens style houses that are neat as a pin while mom carries small baby. That's not realistic. And it's not fair that we are holding ourselves to the standard. Sleep is critical. Your baby sleeps, you sleep. Somebody takes the baby so that you can sleep. Somebody takes the baby so you can shower. Showering eating, and caring for yourself is equally, if not more important than everything that your little person is demanding of you. All right. I am really belaboring this point because this is something that we as women feel immense amounts of guilt over. We feel like we need to be superhero moms with the Pinterest houses getting back in our pre-baby jeans, 24 hours after we push a small person out of our body. I don't know about you, but I can tell you from my personal experience, the birthing experience challenged the very salt that I'm made of. I had no idea how strong my body was. I had no idea how hard labor was going to be. And I had an unmedicated home birth and it was beautiful and I wouldn't change anything else about it. But I remember laying in that bed going, holy cow, I had no idea how tired this was going to make me. I had no idea how long it was going to take me to recover. And because I didn't have the level of help that my body really needed, I had a lot of long-term health effects and a lot of women do too. A lot of women do and don't let anybody tell you otherwise because there is a phenomenon in our culture that people can experience postnatal depletion up to 10 years, 10 years after a single birth. So let's look at this in terms of our secondary infertility rates. Okay, let's think about it that way. Like we have a huge number of people who struggle with fertility when they try to have another baby. And after they've had the first baby, they're like, oh, I've had a baby. My body can do this. The toll that it takes on their relationships, on their mental health, all of these things, all because they did not get the care and support that they needed in the postpartum. It is a travesty in this country that we do not have paid maternity leave. It is a travesty that we do not have the support that we need in order to be able to meaningfully care for our bodies. Other industrialized countries have paid maternity leave and a whole bunch of things set up in order to support mom in the ways that she needs. We should be having pelvic PT as a standard of care after you have a baby. It really makes me cross and it breaks my heart. And it's one of the reasons why I work in this space because women deserve better. We deserve better. Birthing bodies deserve better. 
we deserve better support. We deserve better care. We deserve a better recovery. And we deserve to understand that it doesn't have to feel like you are on an island alone. That we are biologically hardwired to have a village that supports us. We need to have a village that supports us. And not just in a, oh, come, I'll cuckoo with the baby and then leave kind of way. There are some really beautiful videos. If you go onto YouTube and you look at postpartum care in other cultures outside of Western culture, there are some really beautiful, like the Moroccan practices. They do this whole steam and herbal routine for mom. And, you know, there's a closing of the bone ceremony that's done in other cultures. Like there some really meaningful, beautiful practices that are done that are really critical for moms to recover the way that they need to and the way that they deserve. And when they are supported in that way by their village, by their lifestyle practices, by their food, they flourish. They don't suffer from postpartum depletion for 10 years after giving birth. I know that until I started doing this work, I thought I was losing my mind three years after having my baby and my cycle was still all messed up and I felt like I had brain fog all the time. That's not the way it's supposed to be when we are well-resourced. I work with so many women in my practice who are like, man, like my period's just never quite been the same ever since I had my baby. No kidding. Ugh. One of the things that drives me absolutely crazy is the number of allopathic doctors that go, oh, well, your period's going to change after you have a baby. This is your new normal. I have had practitioners tell me that in the, out of the allopathic model. I've had clients that have come into my practice that have had people tell them that. That is not true. You can reestablish a standard healthy cycle after you have a baby. A four to five day fresh red blood only arrive every 28 to 30 days. That is possible after you have a baby when you are caring for yourself properly. So I cannot stress enough how critically important the postpartum period is. Whether you are in that period because of a miscarriage or a stillbirth or because you have had a full-term baby, the postpartum period is critical for your long-term constitutional health and well-being. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Reproductive Rebel. Reproductive Rebel is recorded by certified peristeam hydrotherapist, herbalist, sound healer, and Chinese nutritional therapist, Adrian Irizari of Moon Essence, LLC. If you are interested in setting up an appointment with Adrian for one-on-one support, ordering from our store, or checking out our course offerings, visit our website at moonessence.life. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get insider information on upcoming events and offerings. Join the conversation. Like us and follow Moon Essence Me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Your voices make this program possible. Thank you all for your continued support.